Hello there, and welcome to Sweet Child of Time. I'm your host, Steve Barnes. Today, we're doing some listener feedback, and we're still kind of in our liminal spaces, just like last week. And this week, I'm joined by my co-host. If you're listening at one of my stories, let me introduce your host. It's Lindsay Dunn. Hi, Lindsay. I mean, ahoy there, Lindsay. Ahoy. I was going to say, ahoy, Steve. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Welcome back to Sweet Shot of Time Land. How have you been? Thank you. I'm I'm well. I've missed podcasting with you every week, Steve. So I'm glad oh. to be back and get do this sort of sneak preview of what's ahead. Yeah, great. I, I've missed podcasting with you as well. We've still been communicating almost daily <laughs> maybe bi-daily perhaps but um yeah yeah it's, it's great having a weekly show and here we are again this is like week one of like at least the first um nine weeks because mm-hmm. there's going to be eight episodes in season three here of dark which is what we're running into next um how psyched are you to be podcasting dark again tell us on a level on a scale of one to ten how psyched <laughs> are you <laughs> I mean, I'm at a 10, although I know yes. that it's, there's a lot of work, you know, ahead. Not, yes. um, once we get the podcast, I still have, I've been viewers, listeners, I've been diligently <laughs> crack, crack, cracking away at these recaps and I'm yes over halfway through of those eight recaps, hope to be a little more ahead, but I am continuing, I'm cracking away at it, but I'm looking forward to the talk and the discussions and the messages from Dylan and apparently Tosh, who's the new Dylan. Um, That's right. So (laughs) (laughs) getting getting the weekly messages and getting to talk to people about the show is a great joy, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. You have been putting a lot of heavy lifting because we do different types of recaps. Like when I recap uh, Wheel of Time, I'm not doing it for the for the written page. I'm doing it to be read orally. So, um, you know, I think I kind of do a lot of bullet points a lot. And you can't really get away with that when you're doing your written recaps. <laughs> and um, I've always delved into, like, I always beg people for feedback and um, criticism and stuff. And overwhelmingly, people like the way that you and I do our recaps where you read, you know, your written word and then we discuss it and then move on. It seems overwhelmingly, everybody seems to like that and they don't mind the podcast being long. So I need to get used to, I'm used to I'm recording with James and we usually only record for like about an hour and a half and I don't have to edit a whole lot. And you and I record for much longer so usually like if we record for like two and a half hours, that'll be like five hours of editing. So even though I love doing the show and I do like editing, I do like sitting behind the board. Like you said, it is a lot of work we're going to be getting into. It's like having a real honest to God part-time job. <laughs> you do have to get your stamina back up, but we're two thirds through the show, Steve. So there's only these eight episodes. There's a couple of months. It's just like a semester of college, and then and then you'll be done and graduated. I mean, I don't want to be done, actually. I mean, I wish <laughs> we could talk about each episode like four times and then move on to the next one. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, even though I feel like we talk a lot about them, there's still a lot we uh we don't talk about. 
you know, and there's much more we could go into. Um, leading into one thing about Dark that really solidified the show for me, you know, um, I loved the show from the get-go, but then certain things would happen along the way that I would identify with and like that would really strengthen my relationship with the show. One of which was um, season two, episode six, the lead out song was Dan Deacon. And I wanted to ask you, you recently got to see Mr. Dan Deacon live, maybe like two or three weeks back. That's exciting, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. He came in 2020, in fact, right before the pandemic and did a did a live show and i got to see him then and it was such a crazy show because he has all of this audience participation that yeah he, that's what i hear how big of a venues are these <laughs> they're not very big but he'll get everybody in a circle or lined up mm -hmm. across the row from each other and have everybody do like a dance off <laughs> or these different activities <laughs> to get audience participation well, of course, in 2020, that's when the pandemic hit and the show was maybe a couple weeks before lockdown on March 14th. Oh, and so everybody was thinking about it, but not fully onto I it I think yet. at yes, that point- I remember point, that era. Yeah, at that point, people were talking about the pandemic, but nobody was taking it seriously yet. And so here were all these people in proximity to each other doing basically a mosh pit and dancing to Dan Deacon. <laughs> and so this is about the t same time I became an official film critic. And so after that show, I got a chance to interview Dan Deacon because he was at Sundance and I was covering Sundance and I did this nice. interview. And so I actually said to him, one of the first things I said to him is that I think about that show all the time because that was before, <laughs> right before COVID hit. And we probably, <laughs> he probably helped people spread a lot of germs around. And he yeah. was saying, I thought about the same thing too. But anyway, he's a great um, guy. So when he was coming back, he was coming back to do, to be in the area again, mm -hmm. I got to go see him. And in fact, he remembered me, gave me uh, two VIP seats, mm -hmm. the, you know, complimentary seats. Steve was supposed to come. He didn't actually make it, but <laughs> I'm sorry. It was work. It was work. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was quite a bit of his show that was some of the same songs were done and some of the same activities, but he did have some brand new material. There was a giant tunnel that was formed. That was pretty wild. <laughs> and I was just taking this all in and and mm -hmm. watching it. And he made a big deal about his Crocs that he had accidentally <laughs> worn Crocs to the concert. And then he was okay. nervous about dancing because he had Crocs and he talked about the Crocs a lot during the show. Oh, but did he yes. put them in adventure mode so that he would be okay? <laughs> did he know the phrase adventure mode? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was said. <laughs> <laughs> like Crocs, like if you put the little strap in the, on the front, that's just casual. Put them in the back. <laughs> It's adventure <laughs> mode because they hang on to your feet better. So anyway, I know about Crocs too, me and Dan. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, he sang the song that was featured in Dark, which is When I Was Done Dying. That's always usually the last or the penultimate song of the yeah. show. And so he did that towards the end. It's always a big old crowd pleaser. And so mm -hmm. being at the show, it was 
I don't know, just like hanging out with Jonas and Andreas there on the truck, you know, when I was yeah. dying, like picking up some cesium um, on the way from my <laughs> vial. <laughs> People can hear this first interview, though. Obviously, it's on oneofmystories.com, correct? And it's a video interview. I think I saw it on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's on my YouTube channel, which is, of yeah. course, one of my stories. And it's also on the podcast. So you can listen to it on listen to it watch it either format is fine but it is rather as a very fun interview and he has a really long story about going to francis ford coppola's house that you definitely do not want to miss <laughs> yeah he's fun i've heard him i mean i've talked about him multiple times on this show but yeah he's he's really fun during podcasts so Kudos for getting them. That's awesome. And thank you for inviting me. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Um, you also went up the other way. You drove past my house and kept going north, and you went and saw Depeche Mode as well. Were those boys rocking or what? That show was great. That was actually, I am calling that the best concert of my year. And that's wow. saying something because I went to see quite a few concerts this year. There was The Cure. Yeah. There was Dan. There was Ben Folds. There was Odessa. I saw them again. So I've, I've been to several shows this year and I just loved it. I think part of it was the venue. There was lots of room. I could see really okay. well. The seat I had chosen was really good. I wasn't down right in the front, but I was in on like eye level basically. And okay. the sound was great inside of that venue. And those guys just, they haven't, lost any energy <laughs> at all well so one of them has right i mean how was that who was who was replacing um martin gore martin gore is still alive and kicking oh i'm sorry <laughs> um, i'm sorry the other the dude <laughs> bass player that passed away yeah. i don't remember his name but they had I don't either two, but who yeah they had them? a new artist there playing with them you don't remember the, who it was no no, I don't. Most times when bands like that, older bands like that tour and they like lose a member or, you know, just a, a member can't show up, they usually get some, either some hotshot session bassist or like somebody who's like known for being like a standout bassist. So I didn't know if maybe they went that route or not. Like, hey, we got Les Claypool up here. Or yeah, if I was really like, cool, I, I would know. If okay. I was really cool, was I would cool. know who that person was, dude. but I, <laughs> I was sitting next to a group of four guys that had all seen Depeche Mode play 13 times and, oh. and they were totally shocked that it was my first show. Okay. But yeah. Good company. It was a great Good company. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't go because I mean, I, I honestly love Depeche Mode. Always have. Used to be ashamed of it. But then when they came out with that album Ultra, I think like 1998, like that was like my album of the year. And like my respect for them went up really high at that point. Like, you know, of course, I like their older stuff, but I believe that album Ultra is my personal favorite album by then. And I, I know it back and forth. I love it. We're not talking about Depeche Mode, though. We're talking about dark stuff, Lindsay. What are you doing talking about Depeche Mode so much? I want to ask you about the Facebook group that we're part of that's called Dark Ways. It's called, um, that is what it's called, right? Dark Ways, colon, dark, and 1899. Dark Ways. 
Yeah. Well, okay. Before we move on to the Facebook group, I just want to drop <laughs> one more thing, which okay. is that because I went up, drove up to DC, I did get mm-hmm. to go to Wawa again. Oh, and okay. Just remember that we have a Wawa podcast. That's one of yes. my stories. If you like Wawa and want to listen to that, I did get to go again and try some more food. I got the Philly cheesesteak. It was it was delicious. And I did try the pretzel this time as well. Um, but yes, I just wanted pretzel to solid. drop uh, Wawa in there. Now, Nate suggested that you get the gobbler. You did not get the gobbler, eh? I know I wasn't okay. I feel like really, I feel really bad about that because I did want to try the gobbler, but I chickened out and I thought this is the last time I'm going to get Wawa for a while. So I decided to get the safe bet, which was the Philly cheesesteak, which I had. It's appropriate. Had it in Florida. However, I did read an announcement that there are going to be four Wawas open in North Carolina in the next ah. couple of years. So maybe, so maybe the my dream of <laughs> I was going to say maybe my dream of having like a three-person Wawa weekly cast, me, you, and Nate. <laughs> I mean, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and just talk about Wawa for an hour every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, um, I, I stopped at another gas station um, on the way back, which was Pilot. And it was funny because I saw Dunkaroos mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, Oh, Dunkaroos <laughs> that was on the it was on the Wawa quiz is this a Wawa or not right. it's not at Wawa but it is it pilot everybody yes um, no it's yeah. at Wawa it, they, they keep it at the front by the cash register that's okay. why all that's why I thought about Dunkaroos first because it's like what you see <laughs> when you go to pay for your food <laughs> but I was just going to commend you for your meal I mean you got like a true Philly Wawa meal with a Philly cheesesteak and a pretzel I mean you can't go wrong so I took the pretzel home and I ate it over the course of three days. So the pretzel was the correct thing to do. (laughs) So we can go, we can go back to the, um, the Facebook group now. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, I was getting ready to move on to the next topic and just skip completely over that. But, um, I understand that there is a new moderator in town over there at that Facebook group. And I think her name might be Lindsay Dunn. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not only a moderator, Steve. I'm an admin. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know there was a... Is there a difference between the two? Yeah, the moderators will, you know, be able... They can flag content if they notice that mm-hmm. content is not the par. They can ask the person to abide by the group rules or decide that post needs to be deleted or delete comments or ask people to behave themselves. But the Mm -hmm. admins get to admit people. I can ban people from the group. I can change their role. I have ultimate power. Wow. That's right. (laughs) Get out of here. We don't like you anymore. (laughs) Um, The wheel of Tom um, group, Facebook group that um, James and I are in, Um, Of course, we're nowhere near moderator or admin status. We're just lowly podcasters. But uh, that group requires that you take a quiz to like join the group because it's a private group. Mm -hmm. So they require you to take a quiz to join the group. So I was Mm -hmm. thinking maybe you could make the the Dark Ways group a private group (laughs) and require people to listen to um, two episodes of one of my stories and one episode of Sweet Child of Time. And then they can become members of the group. 
How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds a little Machiavellian, but there is an it admission. Is. There's an admission exam to enter the group. And in fact, some oh, there people is. have. Yes, it's it is a private group. Maybe okay. it wasn't when you joined originally, but they did have some admission questions. I did change the admission questions because I Ooh. didn't even remember the answer to um, <laughs> one of the questions. <laughs> oh, no. So I decided to make it just something open-ended, which I'll, I can go ahead and share, is just uh, what, who is your favorite Darkways character and why? Because okay. the reason I chose that question is because I want to, you know, if they're a real person who cares about the show, they're going to take time to answer the question. And some people that are probably bots or whatever haven't taken the time to even write an answer. So that's how oh, I know yeah. they're not real people. So rather a than try answer, to come a up with- A bot answer would be like, um, thank you very much. And like a bunch of emojis after it. Yeah. Or you can answer. Google a lot of answers. You know, you can, the if you answer, just answer like a knowledge quiz, anybody could, could Google it, but it, it takes a different level of involvement to actually answer an open-ended question. Yeah. But we well, wanted, that's cool. It, yeah. I wanted to mention it just because if anybody who loves the show or loves Bo and Yacha's work, we'd love to have you in the group. Yes. I'm already doing my job. I have denied admission <laughs> to some people. I have denied <laughs> some posts. And there's a Sorry low level post. of activity right now. But we'd love to interact with you in the Facebook group. And Steve is in the group too. So you'd be talking to both of us. Yeah, I'm in the group. And when we're podcasting dark, I pretty much post um, not every week. I post more than every week. I usually post our episodes. And I say, hey, mm -hmm. buddy, me and Lindsay again did an episode. But I'll usually post something funny, like whatever we might have talked about during that week's episode. I'll make up a meme about it and post it on that group. I'll continue doing that. You know, I'll give you some content. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I imagine most people who are listening are probably part of that group already. And if not, please get on board because, I mean, that's where um, we see a lot of cool stuff. And that's where we find a lot of um, revelation as well because some really smart people um, are really into dark, I found out. Like our letter writers, um, a.k.a. like Dylan Eggers and Tash, are like very cerebral and they... <laughs> Um, their intelligence level is above mine, which I think yours is too, Lindsay, honestly. And I think that's in <laughs> a lot in common with people who watch dark. I think that these types of shows just attract that type of person, I guess. And what am I saying? Join the group dark ways. <laughs> yeah. Join, join the group. And we, especially anybody that has valid points, because in fact, I've been asking questions in the group and a lot of times nobody answers the questions. So, I mean, I wouldn't say everybody in the group. I mean, some people just like to drop memes and gifts and like, not that there's anything wrong with that or fan videos, but I actually like have yeah. gone on there to farm stuff like, why did Ulrich have a black eye, you know, and, and nobody in the group really had any thoughts about that. Um, Steve had to go to, um, what was the other site? Reddit. Um, Reddit. The Reddit yeah. site. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty active group on Reddit, the um the dark group. And I think the way they spell that is capital D, lowercase a, 
uppercase R, lowercase K. And that's the official or largest dart group on Reddit. And it's pretty active, um, especially mm-hmm. that one individual that I highlighted a couple episodes back that really goes all out on her posts. And it's, you know, it's a 20 minute read. It's not, it's not just like a, you know, scrolling through your phone kind of thing. It's like, you got to really take it in. Um, I like that kind of stuff. It reminds me of, and I'm going to change subject. Lindsay, like my little, uh, here's a little segue, (laughs) a show Mm -hmm. like dark, um, is very similar to like a show that's coming out now called bodies. Um, I'm currently watching that and just finished watching, um, episode five of bodies. And I wanted to report on that because a lot of people are saying, you know, if you like dark, then you'll probably like bodies. I might go so far as to say that if, um, I'm not talking to anybody in this group here, I realize that, but if somebody is turned off by the fact that the show dark is in German and they can't handle the, the dubs, they might prefer bodies because it's an English show. It's, it's, it's uh British. Everybody's British in the show, but it's English spoken. So it might be easier to watch for that reason. Um, similarities to dark. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many similarities, but the most striking are the lights flash when time travel happens. There's a guy in a yellow raincoat who's very significant to the plot. Instead of the God particle, there's simply the time particle. Um, instead of sick Mundus, there's a group that's called, um, chapel perilous. Um, the interesting thing about it is that there's a, there's four different timelines all the timelines are tied in by a um, by a, a single murder mystery that they're all kind of tied in with. And I guess that's the interesting thing about the show is all four timelines have a really neat detective who's um, studying the case and trying to solve the mystery. Um, so that, that makes the show interesting, those four detectives and the four different timelines. Um, other than that, uh, I would say the the color palette and the the cinematography is identical to dark. It's kind of like they were like, let's make a show that looks like dark. How do you do that? So let's do that. And a lot of the shots look the same. A lot of the training shots look the same. Um, the writing is good. The acting is good, but it is a, it's a little quick paced and it's a little predictable too along the way. Heather was pretty much calling everything before it was happening so I'd say it's a lesser show to dark and I wouldn't really recommend it necessarily, but it's mm. definitely in the same vein and the same vibe. And if you're looking just to binge something on a rainy day and got nothing to do and you're kind of feeling like a dark mood, but you're sick of watching dark, then maybe bodies will work. I don't know. <laughs> Who gets sick of watching dark? Come on. But <laughs> good call. And I've heard people really like that show. So who... You're not the only person that's mentioned that show that's connected to yeah. Dark. That's why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. And there's another show connected to Dark 2 that's coming out, uh, or that it is out, that I haven't seen yet. Um, starring our boy, young Jonas, Louis Hoffman. Is that his last name? Louis Hoffman. Mm-hmm. I got it right. Yay. I don't think I have it <laughs> written down. That, I'm feeling proud of myself. But yeah, he's got a show called something like um, All the Light That We Can... All the light we see. cannot see. Yeah, there you go. And have you watched it yet? I have not, but I did hear that not only is Lewis Hoffman in it, 
but Jacob Deal, who plays the young unknown, is also in the movie. Somebody put that in the Dark Ways Facebook group okay. today. All right. So we've got at least dark two dark cast members in that show. I definitely plan on watching it. I just have not started yet. Okay. I definitely would recommend um, Dear Child. That came out maybe like a month ago on Netflix. It's a um, another German show. And again, the, the cinematography palette is very similar to Dark. And it's a mystery show. So it is, it's, a, it's a pretty strong show. I like it a lot. Um, and it contains uh, middle-aged Claudia. She plays um, one of the main characters. So the mm-hmm. redhead Claudia. And she looks exactly the same. Hairstyle the same. Same style makeup. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're watching Claudia. You can't miss her. And also it has missing children, right? There you go. Isn't yes. Isn't it about that's missing a, children? <laughs> yes. It absolutely is about missing children. So there's another big tie-in. Um, I wouldn't say it's similar to Dark. I mean, Bodies absolutely is. Dear Child just kind of has that, you know, that cool vibe, but it's absolutely nothing like Dark, except mm. for Claudia. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to ask you because, um, you know, you're into films and whatnot. Um, I was wondering what kind of good films might have come out lately because I've seen some. Uh, I know you reviewed one and I wanted to start by asking you about one and then I want to just, just see what else you thought was out there. Uh, you reviewed a movie called Royal Hotel and that looks interesting to me. Um, not just because of the subject matter and, you know, I liked your, um, your send off of it or your podcast of it. Uh, one of the actresses in it is also an actress in the show Ozark which Heather and I have been watching Ozark for like the, ever since, you know, wheel of time, ever since we've been done with dark, um, Heather and I've been watching Ozark. I mean, it's not the best show in the world, but it's good, but it contains a cool character. I can't remember the actress's name, but she plays Ruthie in Ozark. And she's also one of the main characters in Royal hotel. You, I, I mean, her name is Julie something. Couldn't even begin Julia to say Garner. Right or wrong. Julia Garner is her name. Okay. So yeah, yeah well, what um, what are your honest thoughts about that movie, Lynn? Now you're talking to Steve Barnes. You got to tell me if you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked the movie. It was definitely, it was in the same vein of the movie Men. I don't know if you saw that movie, but it's kind of the horrors of being a woman. And there's two girls, two young ladies that go to do an internship in Australia and because they decided to do this very last minute they get sort of the dregs the leftovers the job that nobody wanted and that job is working at the Royal Hotel which is out in the middle of nowhere in Australia and the clientele is all men that work out in the fields (laughs) and so they face a lot of toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. sexism in the workplace. Their boss is always drunk and never pays them. Isn't and, that why you work to get paid? <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it's like, it's one of these things where the guy is 
spending all of his money on alcohol. So um, it just shows he's this irresponsible owner. But they're trying to make the best of things and enjoy their summer abroad as you do. Sure. And the 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 reason the show, the movie spoke to me is because I did that. I did a study abroad that I thought sounded a lot of, a lot of fun. But the assignment turned out <laughs> different than I thought. And I ended up working at this private boys school. And me being, this was a long time ago, but me being sort of how I tend to be naive and optimistic about everything, it ended up mm. not being a great situation as a young lady to work at a private boys school where some of the students were actually a few years older than her. I'm a little bit younger because I skipped a grade and when I was in school. Gotcha. And it was just a very um, threatening environment. Um, yeah. And people would, things would happen to me. The boys would play pranks on me or steal some of, they steal my things or pranks. And the the teachers, the rest of the faculty were just kind of like, boys will be boys or, oh, they're <laughs> just razzing you. Like nobody seemed to have it right. to think it was a problem. And that's a lot like this character feels, Julia Garner. Her okay. character is, I can't remember the name now of her character, but shes she feels very threatened by the environment. But her even her best friend is like, you're taking this too far. You know, like, it, it's not that big of a deal. They're just kidding. And she mm. feels very alone and isolated. And so it's gotcha. very much about the tone and the mood that that movie creates more so than anything that happens on screen that's threatening. She feels threatened. And so the movie is filmed in a way that you sense her fear. Mm -hmm. But then you even you yourself and as an audience are going, well, is she understanding the situation correctly? Sure, so, sure. Uh, but it's it starts out funny. You know, they go, they're, they think they're getting a pool and it's, they're, the pool is not working, of course, and so they're just okay. sitting out in an empty pool, drinking booze in a box, and trying to make make it some of their lives, and it very much sucks. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like an A twenty four movie, right? I think it's an A twenty either A twenty four or Neon. It might be Neon. Um, those okay. those two vie for like who can be the bleakest. Um, I like bleak yeah. stuff like that. I like I like real raw emotion. That's that's that that's my kind of thing. I like it. Did you have any other recommendation? I asked you if you might have some other recommendations for us or for me in particular. Like, of any recent movies you've seen that really you've been like, yeah, okay. This one well, rocks. I wanted, <laughs> yeah, I looked at my letterbox to see what I really liked, and I'm gonna slightly cheat. I'm gonna do four movies, <laughs> but the um, okay. But one of them I'm not going to talk much about. Killers of the Flower Moon. Everybody should go to see that, of course. Everybody loves Martin Scorsese. So except for the people that don't um, and the Marvel fans <laughs> who hate him because he hates comic movies. Okay. But, that, but that's that's a movie that is definitely worth seeing. Um, okay. But I know there's been a lot of talk about that already. So I'm not going to talk much about that. One recommendation that I wanted to give the dark community, and I already mentioned this one to you, Steve, is this movie Totally Killer. I believe it's on Amazon ah, Prime. we watched it. Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah, we watched it. Yes. <laughs> Great. I can second this recommendation. 
Um, so that one I total I watched because oh it's a you know it's a slasher flick, kind of light comedy, but it ended up mm-hmm. being a time travel show too, <laughs> which I knew, but it just kind of cracked me up because some of the details in there were the same as dark like asking what year it is over and over again (laughs) or uh you know clothes from the 80s and trying to figure out what everybody's wearing and the other one was that they needed a cell phone to make the time travel work that's right i did that too But oh, I but will they cheated say, though. They, oh, I won't spoil anything. They they did kind of cheat with the cell phone thing. They used um, radio waves. <laughs> yeah, but there was that whole thing like where they kind of explained why the cell phone works, and it just reminded mm-hmm. me of Dark because they're like, well, we don't have any Wi-Fi, and they're like, it doesn't matter. You only need the signal or something, you know. Um, but the time travel itself works completely different, of course, and throws all the rules that we would understand about dark time travel out the window. That's so right. <laughs> you can't look at it as like, oh, this is this is like mind blowing time travel. It's just a fun slasher flick that I enjoyed. It was yeah. fun. I'm glad you recommended it. We watched it Halloween night, as a matter of fact. Yeah. It's an easy watch. It's something you could throw on. It, you don't have to think much about watching it. So yeah, the other two are both on Shutter, which I have a free trial until midnight tonight. So oh no, <laughs> <laughs> um, one of them is uh, we can call dark adjacent Salem, who is. Oh, yeah. Which is starring Jan Gall, one of her co-hosts of 1899. That is a Singalese horror movie. It's also in, it has three languages in it. I don't remember one of them, but the third language is sign language because okay. one of the main characters is deaf. And it turns out that Jan Gall and his co co people they they can all speak fluent sign language of course um of course jerome (laughs) can do anything yeah (laughs) jerome can do anything but um the the plot of that is that these there are these guns for hire called hyenas and they're getting this Mexican drug lord out of the country who's been, you know, they're smuggling him out of the country. And the plane goes down. So they have to land in this kind of isolated town. And the main character says, which is Yangal, says, oh, I know where this resort is. And they go to their resort. And it's a sort of, let's call it a spirits, uh, demon possession kind of movie. There's a there's a entity that is haunting the island. Oh. Okay. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's it's a good. Um, it's not really campy, but neither is it like it, neither is it. Uh, like hugely there i mean there is some level of trauma but it's not family trauma and i feel like a lot of a lot of the movies a lot of horror movies today are about 
family trauma. This is actually sure. more child trauma. Um, there's a child trauma <laughs> dramatic <laughs> event. I think I'd rather have fa- family trauma than child trauma, but okay. All right. <laughs> well, it's not, um, you don't have to, nobody has to see any, anything with that. Thing. You just know. But it's about the power, I would say the power of friendship, um, ultimately, because these three men all work together very well. They're all partners, but they mm-hmm. have to face against this evil entity and try to protect the other guests at the resort. So very um oh, okay it's like a western bl- a western horror blend but just happens yeah. to be in africa so. i watched an extended trailer of it and that's kind of the vibe that i got was it was like had a real western vibe to it mm-hmm. so some of this other stuff you're saying is surprising because i of course i didn't see that in the in the trailer that i saw so yeah i can't wait to see it the only way i can yeah. see it though is to get a subscription to shutter right now though huh well i think um, to, to, as far as can you only see it on Shudder, I'm actually not sure about that, but I will say that Shudder and AMC plus are partners. So some people have Shudder okay. through AMC, even if, if they don't have just Shudder straight. Gotcha. But you might also, who knows, maybe you can get it on Amazon. I don't know. <laughs> but Well, you probably can if you want to pay for it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I could ask my son, Caleb. He's a, he's a pirate of the high internets and he can probably get me. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. I'm not uh, going to suggest but that. You can <laughs> get a, you can get like a week or two week trial, of course, a free trial, yeah. Steve, and, and, and remind yourself to cancel it on your calendar, which is what I did. Um, <laughs> I debated doing exactly that for Halloween, but instead we watched, um, totally killer because it was already free for us. <laughs> But I think what you mentioned, oh, this other stuff is surprising to me. Um, mm-hmm. Just you have to under, I guess it's like a lot of the the trauma related to being part of Africa is like, oh, child soldiers yes. infighting between groups. So I think that's very much a part of their culture. So um, as well as like you might have themes like apartheid. That's not necessarily in this movie. But the whole, um, you know, kind of, it's not tribal, but the infighting between different groups and power struggles between different groups that are all trying to vie for power in this one country is very much a part of that culture and what what they've had to live with, as well as colonization. So a lot of African horror is going to deal with colonization, infighting between groups or child soldiers. So those are those are like the main and apartheid so yeah okay um so i only count three do you have a fourth one on your list there i have one more and this movie i gave five stars because it's a great horror another horror movie um i do watch other things besides horror it's just that of course that's (laughs) what i've watched lately because of halloween but the movie is called when evil lurks it is on Shutter. Ooh, okay, it's an yes. Argent it's an Argentinian horror film. It's a uh it's a demon possession film. However, it's demon possession like we haven't really seen it before, I would say in America. There's 
there's almost it's almost like an alternative history because in mm. this version of Argentina possession is a very normal thing so much that there's these people in the culture that even have a job called the cleaner the cleaner are people that are appointed by the government to safely get rid of demons wow okay and the and the demons are almost like they're part uh part almost zombies and part just bodies lying on a bed <laughs> um <laughs> okay but like shooting shooting uh a demon a possessed person makes it grow stronger and spreads so there's rules to it okay um but basically what happens is there are these two brothers that are hear some noise going on with their neighbor's sheep. So they go over to the house and on the way there, they discover like this body hacked into pieces on the way. And it's the cleaner who was going to take care of this possessed person that's in this farmhouse. And they go to the police and report it. And the police are like, yeah, big deal or whatever. And so it gets that like how the government doesn't want to do anything about this problem. Okay. And so then these two brothers who are in the poor part or the working class, they are like, oh, it's the rich guy who's in charge of them basically gives it, makes it their job to track down the body and try to dispose of the person. And of course it all goes horribly wrong, but uh, it better go horribly not, wrong. It, it goes horribly <laughs> wrong, but it's just—it's a very shocking. I would say it's very shocking movie. There's sort of, sort of some cardinal rules of horror, and a lot of those are like, um, don't hurt animals and don't hurt kids. Well, both of those are, both of those <laughs> are not rules of this movie. So, um, okay. the when the violent when the first violence happens it kind of happens out of nowhere and you're not expecting it there's a point to it so it's not just like oh gotcha. we're just gonna shock you for no reason okay uh, yeah so i thought it was it was just an excellent an excellent movie and five yeah. stars yeah five yeah stars. I've the person i've heard talking about it before you said that um the word they used was creative. They said it's a very creative movie. And they said, you know, it's a horror movie. That's a kind of like a style they haven't really seen before. And I mm -hmm. like that, you know, you have heard that same thing about Blair witch back in the day or like cabin in the woods. Um, there's these movies that kind of like, I don't know, do something different, take a left turn. And this seems like one of them, I guess I haven't right. seen it, but I'm going to now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really shows off one of the principles I think that makes good horror, which is there's this concept of like, see, but don't see. Um, if if uh, violence happens just on the screen and nothing is hidden, then it's just like, okay, whatever. There's this body being hacked to pieces, you know? But if you're if the body is like, oh, the body's under the table and I can't see it yet, you as an audience are almost like craning your neck trying to see so mm -hmm. all like stuff happens under a table through a window. And so there's this 
push and pull between like, oh, we want to see, we don't want to see. Like you're trying to figure out what's going on, but it's kind of off to the screen. So the way they do the special effects is just really smart because it's almost like the brilliance of, you know, Alfred Hitchcock. He always, his things were suspenseful and violent, but some of the worst stuff happens off screen and you just see like a shadow on the wall. So it's left to your imagination how bad it is. So... (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's great. Neat. Okay. Well, I guess now I'm going to move on to um to let some of our listeners talk. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Um, I guess I'm just basically highlighting five different people, um, three of which are just an honorable mention. Um, we've got Frank who we know him as death seven, seven, seven on Instagram. He's a wild man, but, um, he's been very encouraging. He's been listening and, uh, just sending encouraging words, which is nice. We got instrumental humans, which is also another musician that, um, I don't know his name, just his band is instrumental humans. Um, he doesn't reveal his name, (laughs) but, uh, he, uh, we've been trading music for about four years now, and he's been listening to some of the wheel of time stuff and, writing in just encouraging words. So I appreciate that too. And then there's the real bat daddy. Who's the old, um, (laughs) white Batmobile. I don't know if you remember hearing the white Batmobile on some of the earlier episodes. Okay. We interviewed him once and, and then I started using his music on the show. Um, after a while I started using my own music on the show. No offense, the real bat daddy, but <laughs> I just, I just started preferring using my own music, but he used to provide music for us and he's been writing some encouraging words as well, which I appreciate. But then our two stars of the show, we got Dylan Eggers. Question, question, question. Yeah, please. Okay, before we, cause I know those are, those are our stars. Um, <laughs> but is it possible you mentioned the second person you don't know their name. You know the band's yes. name is instrumental, whatever. Do you know Humans. that it's a he? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just yep. curious. Yeah. Good call, though. Yeah, because I don't want to get um get Simon on my butt. So <laughs> I don't want I don't want to misgender anybody. It's correct. Uh, but yes, I know for sure. And the real Bat Daddy, I, know, I mean, with a name like yeah. Daddy, of course he's a. Just like I yeah, you know, obviously you've talked to the person, maybe you've heard their music, but it's like you we can't assume that like women don't like death metal, for instance, you know, like or that women oh, don't yeah. like anything yeah. you guys do. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out for the women. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan wrote me maybe let's see, when was this? October twenty fourth. He uh came across a really cool image that he sent to me and shared with me. And this is what he wrote. He said, hey, I found this image on Pinterest this evening, scrolling through different liminal spaces and dark aesthetics and would love to share. A liminal space is the time between what was and the next, a place of transition, waiting and not knowing. And upon finding this immediately, I had realized, no, I had related this to the hospital room with Inez in 1986, the way that Mikkel's perception of the present hour and his embodiment of the present moment differed from those who had the knowledge that he did. He goes on to say, I'd say this is the liminal space in regards to the year 1986, the year itself, the very place and time itself, 
For him, however, it wouldn't exactly be liminal space for the others around him. I feel that Nichols' thoughts in this time have a liminal feel in his meditation. And I wrote back to Dylan um, that I identify with that too. A lot of times I find myself between phases. I've been going through that at work for years now where I'm like moving from one phase to the next. And it's a very slow process. And it's a feeling of like not quite belonging, not quite sure where you fit in. Um, So yeah, I really identified with this and Dylan did as well. Any thoughts about liminal space, Lindsay? Because I love the concept. I'm wanting to make sure I understand when he's talking about, he says Mm -hmm. in the hospital. He's talking about when he, when uh, Mikkel and Inez are Mm -hmm. um, in the hospital and they're trying to relate to each other. And Mikkel is like coming to terms at that time with like, (laughs) Mm. I'm a kid who time traveled, you know, I don't belong here. Yeah, we were just at the uh, my women's small group last night. We were talking about the concept of wilderness, being in the wilderness or a waiting place, and how uncomfortable that can be. Of course, when a show with a show like Dark, we know that nothing good is (laughs) is really happening. But sometimes (laughs) there's that concept of um, something good is happening, but you don't really know where you are or what direction you're going and you feel like you're in this waiting place. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very it can be very uncomfortable. And I don't really like to think about little Mickle feeling that way because <laughs> I you know, I have this when I think about him in the hospital, I have an image of him cuddling the emerald tablet painting, which was so mm-hmm. it's so awkward. Like why are you touching that? And then we realized, "Oh, he probably recognizes the image from the cave. Like he knows he went through that door. So for him, it's a comfort, a comforting Mm -hmm. image because it's the last thing he remembers before he got whisked away to this liminal space. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to live in that space pretty much all his life up until the very end because he probably never really felt quite right. Um, I don't know. We don't have time travel to deal with, so we don't have to worry about that in our lives, but we only have our own um, liminal Mm -hmm. spaces that we live in that are not supernatural, but they're (laughs) probably uh, in common with a lot of people around us. I mean, Mm. I I can imagine like if you could put, if you stretch, you could find that in almost every human um, at any given time that they're in between something and waiting mm-hmm. for the next thing or still not quite letting go of the last thing that happened. I think that's kind of like a, might be what holds people back sometimes. You could probably apply that same concept to many of the characters in Dark, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I'm thinking about Ulrich, stuck in that psychiatric hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Nickel's in a better place than Ulrich, actually, now that I think about it. Mm, well, well I mean, maybe not, but I mean, Mikkel is like, quote unquote, free. And he's like, you know, found a wife and at yeah. some point, you know, felt love, maybe. I don't know. Mikkel um, is cared for by way of drugged hot chocolate. Yippee. <laughs> that is baby Mikkel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of that nice grown up Mikkel. When we see that last oh, picture of Mikkel, okay. when he's like, you know, a high school kid. And probably from that point on, you know, he had some freedom that Ulrich 
sitting in that, uh, that, that hospital that he was in never had any of that kind of freedom. So at mm-hmm. least he had some kind of life after that, but he probably always felt in between. I, I imagine we got to do mm-hmm. some um, fan fiction and write some like in between stuff like Mickle, um, <laughs> maybe some like early dates between Mickle and uh, Hannah, and like Hannah. when they were first courting each other and <laughs> maybe like when Jonas was like a little baby, like some little, uh, some weird situations that could have happened then that, that never happened in the show. Hannah's probably just like, do you think I'm pretty? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's all she's worried about if she's pretty or not. (laughs) And then Michael Mickle is just doing magic tricks. It's like, (laughs) I wonder how good he got. I wonder if he got better as an adult or if he gave up on it. I have a feeling he gave up on it. Yeah, that would have been cool to see him do, like, as an adult, do some awesome magic tricks. Maybe, oh, dude, okay, I have a great fan fiction. Adult Mickle, um, Michael, Jonas, and Magnus, and Marta, and all of them are probably, like, eight years old, and it's somebody's birthday, and Ulrich and Katarina invites everybody over to their house for a party. And Michael shows up and he does a magic show for all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't know that, that episode writes itself. <laughs> uh, hmm, okay. You don't like it? Come on, come on. You're a hard I'm just sell. wondering if Michael ever willingly went to Ulrich and Katarina's house. You know, the answer, you know, the answer is no, he was deathly scared to even go anywhere near them. That's correct. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But yeah. Um, yeah, me and Dylan conversed a little more from that, but it was more personal. You guys don't want to get into our personal business, but thank you very much for keeping the right Dylan. And I hope to hear from you season three. Uh, I'm going to move on to Tosh. We have a lot to talk about with Tosh because what Tosh is doing is she is currently, well, she's like Lindsay. She's busy at work. She's currently watching um, season two of Dark, and then she's listening to our podcast, and then she's writing us um, her thoughts about each podcast. And these is all about season two. So, she really wants her goal is she wants to listen to season three along with us, like watch the episode of dark, listen to our podcast and then provide us feedback so that we can, you know, she can share feedback with us on the next episode. Mm -hmm. So she's working up towards that right now. So she has written me some, um, some notes for seasons two episodes, one through four. And I just wanted to briefly go over those with us. Well, I'll say briefly because she has a lot of thoughts and it's probably going to generate some conversation. So um, let's roll. I'm going to start here. She says, hi, Stephen Lindsay. I'm excited to get back to listening to your recaps with your co-host Lindsay on dark. Oh, wait, she basically just explains what I just explained. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to do that again. So let's get going. She's going to talk about season two, episode one. Quote. Ask him why you took him in and why he called you Noah, end quote. Are the words that the caveman told (laughs) Teen Noah. (laughs) Of course, we're talking about when Noah and um, young Noah and somebody else we'll find out about later. We're doing the cave work. 
<clears throat> the realization that we don't actually know what Noah's real name is blew my mind. We have no idea who he is. Keep watching, Tash. <laughs> Jonas in his signature color yellow. I think the significance of the yellow mask for Jonas's character is hope. Sounds like something you said. He's in this bleak post-apocalyptic time where everything is dark and colorless, and he's not only on a mission to get back to his time, but also to get back to his life and the person he used to be. While he's completely changed due to everything that has happened and everything he's learned, I think he still holds on to that part of his life before time caught up and flipped his world upside down. It also makes him look slightly out of place, which he is because he's a time traveler and belongs in another time period. While I love the moody and rainy visuals of season one, some sunshine in season two was definitely welcomed. So here she goes. She says, my thoughts on the color compatibility. She took the color compatibility quiz that I gave you back, <laughs> mm -hmm. way back, um, maybe 10 episodes back. She says, red is Hannah. Um, agree or disagree? What do you think? Well, that's who I picked, but you gave red to Claudia. Okay, okay. Because of that hair, I guess. Um, Elizabeth is orange. That sounds right. Um, yellow is Jonas. Francisca is green. I can agree with that. Bernadette's purple. Teen Regina is pink. Egon is blue. The boys in blue, here they come. <laughs> um, Noah is black, the man in black. And Egon is our white, shining white knight. <laughs> I like to um, romanticize Egon for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Just because he's a really square character, in my opinion. Her best character of that episode was the teen and middle-aged Noah. She says the interaction between the two is brilliant. While one is stoic and void of any guilty conscience, the other is filled with emotions. There is still one common theme between the two, one common theme between the two, naivete. <laughs> they are following Adam blindly. Worst character? Detective Clausen. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to be the He's... worst character in every episode? <laughs> Yep. Well, I didn't hate him at this point. I was all, I almost liked him in episode That's one. That's right. Almost. You liked his elephant story. Yeah, I did. I thought he was okay at that point. But she says she doesn't. She says he's too nosy, which is kind of his job, but he's just not doing it for me. <laughs> all right. Um, then she sent me an ad to let me know about the new Jonas show. She was first in line to let me know about all the light that was. Okay, uh, let me see who, uh, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to go back and see who we said was our best and worst of that episode. Uh, we both said that uh, Elizabeth was our favorite character. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Season two, episode one would be, yeah, that's right. We both said Elizabeth was our favorite character in that episode. And we both said that uh, Noah was our least favorite character in that episode. So, like, mm -hmm. that was one of the rare times that we both agreed and <laughs> high-fived. <laughs> yeah, he was a killer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, season two, episode two. 
she started thinking about Alexander Tideman and how interested it is that his real name is Boris Newald. I guess that's when we figured that one out. It's like a mashup of Nielsen and Conwald together. Huh? Nielsen and Conwald, Newald. Mm. Mm. I didn't notice that. Let's see, the realization and pure sadness on Hannah's face when she saw Mickle Michael in the past was heartbreaking. The casting for the old Ulrich blew my mind. Me too, because I found out during the podcast record that it wasn't the same person. I thought they just threw a wig on that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Best character, Teen Jonas. And then her least favorite character was middle-aged Elizabeth. Almost killing my favorite character did it for me. <laughs> when Yeah, that was when she almost hung Jonas. So I guess that's yeah. why she said that she was her least then. Let's see what Lindsay and Steve said. We said the best character. One of us said, oh, I said the best character was Jonas. You said the best character was the girl from the future. Because we don't know her name at this point. Or Tosh right. doesn't know her name. Worst character. I said the worst character was Elizabeth. You said the worst character was Egon that week. I don't remember what Egon did to earn that. Do you? <laughs> um, in episode two, I don't know. I think I just, I don't like Egon in general. He's just such a dope. <laughs> he is. Yeah, I don't remember There was one happened. time that you, you turned me around. It's so funny because you turned me around on him at one point because I didn't like him. And then you like pointed something out and I was like, oh yeah, you're kind of right. And I don't remember what it was. It was during a podcast. He got a little bit better as he went along. Like he genuinely was trying to figure things out. And I think I gave him, I did give him one episode. I gave him like a, an honorable mention because I was like, okay, I know I've been hard on this guy. So I need to (laughs) at least mention this. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't remember what he did that episode, but it was it probably involved being being a dope <laughs> <laughs> probably i could look if you want me to but i figure that's that's not in the cards Nah, it's okay yeah um let's see interesting with two. the elizabeth thing um because you had given you gave elizabeth uh best character the last Mm-mm. episode because yeah, in the oh, in episode right. one, right. you did. We both yep. did because we were just like so amazed by even though she's this like warlord and mm-hmm. but you yeah. like how she signs so much. But I guess in the second episode, you're just like, oh, she tried to kill Jonas. All yep. the niceties <laughs> are now it. off. Uh, that happens in bodies really quickly, too. Like in bodies, you'll find yourself liking a character and then the next episode, you're like, nope, don't like you anymore. <laughs> then the next episode, you're like, oh, yeah, OK, you're good again. It's, Mm -hmm. it's one of those kind of whirlwinds. I'll go back to Tosh here for season two, episode three things. She's noted young Helge's scar on his face. Cause I remember you were, you were pointing that out to us a lot. She says, Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm mistaked on that. Scratch and delete (laughs) young Helge's scar on his face looks worse after he has time traveled back home to 1954. That's true. This confirms how Adam later explained that years of time travel had left him disfigured. Hmm. I didn't make that connection at all, but possibly. We'll we'll learn more about that season three, Tash. Okay, next note. 
In the beginning of the episode, Claudia takes the time to mention how Regina's hair makes her look older and mature. In the future, towards the end of the episode, she realizes Regina's illness by that exact same observation. It's kind of interesting. Uh, the scene between Claudia and her father Egon were incredibly heartbreaking. Yes. And in season two, episode two, old Ulrich tells old Egon everyone gets what they deserve. But in this episode, Adam tells Noah, in the end, we all get what we deserve, which is the same thing. <laughs> so it's a little callback to the previous episode. She says the best character of season two, episode three was Claudia. Actually, she says this was definitely Claudia's episode, all versions of herself, an amazing complex character. Worst character, Inez. Instead of helping Mikkel figure out where he comes from and who his family is, she forces him to suppress his feelings and memories by drugging him. She probably even drugged his toast Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, I think that episode is when we started hating Inez, too. It's kind of hard not to at that point. Mm -hmm. And what did we say? We both we said the same thing, too. Best episode was Claudia. I said the worst episode, worst person, I'm sorry, was Inez. You said the worst person, Egon again. You didn't like <laughs> Egon one more time. <laughs> I think this is the last one I have from Tosh. Um. Episode four. In the beginning of this episode, as Jonas passes through the town of Winden in 1921, I have a very strong memory of that, we see a group of mourning people being led by a horse-drawn hearse in the background. Right. That was never really mentioned like in the show whatsoever. At first, I wondered if this funeral was for the man at the caves who had been killed by Teen Noah. Sure. But after another look, I noticed how small the casket was. I wonder if this means something or if it's just a random scene. I didn't take notice of that, but that would be interesting if it was a child's casket and that kind of went over our heads. Hmm. I don't remember yeah. without seeing, do you? No, I mean, I remember watching that scene when it, in when, mm -hmm. when I was doing my recap, seeing if there was anybody in the crowd that I recognized or wondered how that, person was related but there were a sure. lot of people dying due obviously you know the men that found Jonas they were expecting somebody that had been hurt by the war right um, they weren't surprised yeah yeah let's see where did I stop off here young Agnes she talks about young Agnes is just as creepy as her older brother that's true it was those eyes <laughs> Middle-aged Claudia aggressively tapping away at the touch screen in the library. Lindsay pointed this out. It was a great touch. <laughs> that's how right, my dad still, uh, that's how my dad still uses his cell phone. He still pushes the keys that hard. My mom does the exact same thing too. You can hear the smack of her finger against it. It's so, so aggressive. <laughs> But she's typing like, I love you. And it's like all aggressive. I'm <laughs> mm -hmm. going to the best and worst characters here. Um, her best character, Katerina. Need I say more? Absolutely gripping and heartbreaking performance. Um, this must be when she found out about Nickel and when she grabbed mm -hmm. the photo. Yeah. Worst character, <laughs> Magnus 
Martha and Francisca, all three. All three of them <laughs> meeting up on Bartosh. Yes. While I understand their suspicion and frustration, beating him up and leaving him in the cave overnight <laughs> when there could be a serial kidnapper or murderer for all they know was as callous as it was disappointing. There were ample things they could have done in this situation. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. That was a, a a strike against the Scooby gang in that situation. <laughs> I think we both gave Magnus worst character for that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me go back and check. I'm pretty sure. No, I know you did for sure. <laughs> um, I think I gave somebody else the worst. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Magnus for you. For me, it was young Noah. I've never been a fan of young Noah and I know he's got like another show out right now and I'm afraid to see it cause I don't like young Noah. <laughs> um, and we both said the best, best character was Katarina. I mean, she hands down needs an Academy or an Oscar or what, what do you get for TV shows? It's an Academy award, right? No, it's a, no, it's a, is it a golden globe Emmy. or an Emmy? Yeah. <laughs> it's an Emmy. Yep. She should have gotten an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, his was... uh, his young Noah's name is Max Schimmelfinnig, and uh, it's like oh, like the Fennig coin. Ah, that's right. Yep, I remember we made that fun joke. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he seems fine. I just I know like as he played that young character of young Noah, he just has that like swarmy look on his face <laughs> that like reminds me of like a um, like a I always compare him to like Joffrey Baratheon. Cause that's kind of who he looks like. He has that knowing smile that he's got going on. I think he's really cute. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, no doubt there. I mean, but I see like a beautiful woman and she has a look on her face like that. She's no <laughs> longer beautiful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's like he was cleaning his nails with that knife and. Oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, I thought you would look different. And then Jonas is like, what does that mean? And then he just gets up and leaves the room. <laughs> they do one of those, the show bodies. Um, it's a time travel show, of course. And they, uh, somebody does one of those too. We're like, I thought you would be different. And mm -hmm. it was like line for line. There's a lot more things that are, that are compared to dark. And do we you, think the more we talk, the, the more people I remember. In bodies have watched dark maybe. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Oh, you mean like the characters within the show? <laughs> no, I mean, saying? I was, I was, you had, you mentioned when you were viewing bodies earlier that the tone cinematography reminds you that somebody maybe was like making it. How do I make a show that looks like dark? And, and there's other things. So it's like, oh, I wonder if the people like dark, not saying they're copying it, but I wonder if they just like Bo and Yancha, like, Twin mm -hmm. Peaks, so they right. sort of okay, okay. homage. Maybe the people who like bodies like dark are fans of the dark people, and so yeah, they absolutely one hundred percent are. I mean, you can't deny some of these comparisons. How like the lead character is a young blonde-haired boy in a yellow raincoat, and the lights flicker when people time travel. I mean, yes, absolutely, they <laughs> love dark, and their goal was to make an English dark. I think it's exactly what it was. I think that was like the, the, the writer's room. Okay. We're going to make a show like dark, <laughs> except it's English, but everything else is kind of the same. Okay. Let's do it. 
Hmm. Yeah, well, the, speaking of, this is just a, a funny thing, but the person in the Darkways group who mentioned um, all the light we cannot see, mm-hmm. her post says, it's so great to hear them use their real voices, too. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she must have, um, she must have watched the show dubbed. <laughs> Because I was like, what do you mean? What do you okay. mean his real voice? Of course, we've heard his real voice many times. But I'm like, yep. okay, you just outed yourself. But yeah. Yep. No. <laughs> That's fine. People can watch it. can watch it dubbed. I know some people would only watch it that way. That's fine. You're just missing out on hearing real emotion in characters' voices if you're, if you're doing that. But yeah. I know. I Not going to be a snob I, about un- it. I unfortunately fell in love with one of those people and her name is Heather. She prefers to watch the show dubbed. I mean, I live with one of them. So what can I say? (laughs) Maybe want to do a little time travel team game for the next 10 minutes. We can try it. What did you have in mind? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm thinking, okay, I'm here in Virginia. You're up there in North Carolina. Um, We exist our universe is kind of like existing within the dark universe. Okay. Like, except mm-hmm. they're all like Southern, like us. Well, you're not Southern, but you know what I mean? You get the point. <laughs> so at the same time, two crazy things happen in the universe. First, <laughs> okay. <laughs> my daughter, Charlotte disappears. She's there one second. The next minute she's gone. What happened to her mm-hmm. over there in your universe? Um, what happens? Um, you step out of your door. All of a sudden, you you don't know where you are. Where? What time frame am I in? What? We call each other on the phone. Lindsay, some crazy stuff is happening. You're like, me too. I'm like, I think we need to get a time travel team together. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm going to grab four people to help me find my Charlotte deal. And I want you to grab four people to help you with your situation. So obviously we can't mm-hmm. have the same, you know, people in our groups. Okay. So, uh, I guess I'm going to let you go first and you pick out your first person, but remember that we get one steal each. So if it, at the end or whatever, if you're like, I want one of his characters, you can take it and then I'll get to pick a different character. So if you want to steal, oh. you can, Well, we don't have to steal. You don't have to steal, but you know, if you take one of my characters that I want, I might steal from you, but I can I only do like, it once. Do we have to do the steal rule? I don't want to do that. <sighs> well, James did tell me at one point <laughs> on a podcast, you can do pretty much whatever you want to do. So we don't have to do the steal rule. <laughs> we can let's just, just Let's just pick. Uh, okay. Let's just pick. Maybe if I, if you're going to let me go first, you mm-hmm. could steal one if you want to. No, um, I, I kind of like I will, the Christmas I, gift exchange, you know, the first person <laughs> who goes the, you know, the dirty Santa or white elephant gets exchanged. The first person um, that picks gets to. Yeah. I just, it's yeah. not going to happen because if, if, because it's not fair. If I steal <laughs> from you, then you, you'll have to like do it back. So we're just not going to steal. Okay. We're going to do the honor okay. code okay. and we're just going to nicely pick out four mm-hmm. to go with you, four to go with me. Okay, so, so who's going to be your first pick? Yeah, and we can explain why. 
but the whole the whole idea is that something is in the past i need help to write it right you, you yeah. need to time travel you need to go I back need to time travel um, to write the 33 situation. is yes yeah, 33 you need to go back 33 years to yes mm -hmm. <laughs> to make sure that your that your cat's parents meet <laughs> mm -hmm. okay so you don't want to pick just great you, you need to pick people that are going to help you along the way too who's your first pick um let's see my first pick is going to be magnus magnus why, why him yeah. just because he's handsome why, well you know i think magnus is really hot and so yes. i need i need to take any opportunity to be able to work <laughs> alongside okay. magnus and maybe maybe he likes blondes as much as he likes redheads but um i think <laughs> if you look at his if you look at his record he's very loyal right he Absolutely. stuck with that bastard yeah. adam till the end yeah so he eventually figured out you know he was a little bit of a dope with hmm. the whole bartosh thing it wasn't very nice of him to beat up on bartosh but we have seen that he is a good brother mm -hmm. and even though he's a little slow, <laughs> he is very loyal. And eventually he does figure out how time travel works because he's able to manipulate it well in season three, much better than anybody else can. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have stolen him from you even if we were stealing. I'll let you keep Magnus. That's cool. Cause you might steal this guy from me. I'm going to pick stranger Jonas since mm -hmm. we can't steal. I'm just going, I'm going for the gold right from the beginning mm -hmm. because he knows the, um, time travel rules the best. This is before he became Adam. So he's not quite a, an asshole yet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he's not very fun to hang around with. You'll have a lot more fun with Magnus than I will with stranger Jonas. Cause he's kind of a wet blanket. Actually. I never really see him have fun at all. But um, I know he's going to guide us right. And I know that he's like smart and uh, I'm a little scared of him a little bit. He's intimidating. So he's a you know good person to, to help me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like on the one hand, he's I feel like he is sort of the obvious top choice. On the right. other hand, we know he kept saying, I can change things this time. It'll be different this yeah. time. And it wasn't. So it's like you failed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he'll do fine on my mission. I'm going to lead him straight and oh, be like, okay. let's just focus on Charlotte. Okay. And I think he'll, I think he'll do fine. All right. My <laughs> second pick is going to have to be Claudia. Okay. Which Claudia? Which Claudia? Um, Middle-aged Claudia. Okay. Yeah. That's who I would have picked too. That's who I wanted to pick. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's the ultimate. Um, she's the ultimate uh, person who figured everything out. So she's headstrong. That's why. That's I was going to pick her next, just because she is headstrong. Um, all right. Since I got Stranger Jonas, um, hmm, I want somebody fun in my crew because you got Magnus. <laughs> um. You know what? Bartosh used to be good buddies with Jonas. 
I think I'm going to make them be friends again. I'm going to get Bartosh on my crew and I'm going to see if I can work out some of their anger while they um, come together to help Charlotte. So I'm getting Bartosh just because they're best. They used to be best friends. You're going to have to give them uh, drugs and video games to make that happen. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I got a new sponsor. No problem. <laughs> Okay, who's going to be my third pick? So let's see, I've got Claudia and Magnus. Um, they don't really interact much in the show at all, right? I don't think so, they don't. This will be a chance for them to become friends. But wait, you're trying to be friends with Magnus, so you need to get somebody that's going to distract <laughs> Claudia. <laughs> My next person is going to be um, older Noah. Okay, yeah. Even though he was also, you know, he kept thinking everybody else was a puppet and he was a puppet himself. But I like Noah. He has good advice to give people. Okay, and I don't know if I agree, but okay. <laughs> I mean, Mickle retained his lessons until the day he died. You know, he was, he was, he had those conversations with Mickle, and that turned him around to from believing like there is no God to God has a plan. And I feel like Noah planted those seeds. Um, so he is a man of the cloth, or at least a man of the fake cloth. Um, so he can fake being a spiritual guide when people need it. And he's very strong. He can mop the floor when needed. And, um, you know, so we saw him, you know, he was good at cleanup. Um, I feel like he would be a good logistics manager. You know, like he would, he can help people move things around. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's why he was in charge of that area. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might need to get Helge next too, but uh, I need a third person now. Uh, and you got older Noah and you got middle Claudia. So I'll take um, older Claudia. Uh, she seems to know what's what. I mean, she has all the knowledge of younger Claudia too. And I've always kind of had an affinity with older Claudia. So yeah, and she she can hang out with Stranger Jonas. I mean, think of what a team that is right there. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling confident. Yeah. Old Claudia. Older Claudia. <laughs> hmm. Um, so for right, my the, last we need person, a caboose. Oh yeah. My caboose is gonna be Katarina. <laughs> Katarina? Um, but wait, you got Magnus in your group too. What are you doing here? You're sabotaging yourself? How is that sabotaging myself? Isn't Magnus and... Oh, Katarina. Okay, I get Katarina and Francisca mixed up. Katarina is... Yeah, no, Francisca's out. Yes. Sorry, Francisca. You can go do gymnastics somewhere else. Um, I, I think Katarina is... She Strong. can do anything. Yeah, she like doesn't let anything stop her from what she wants. I mean, she broke in... <laughs> To the house multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and if it wasn't for 
Um, well, no, that's another spoiler, so we can't talk about that. Anyway, she is a brave woman. She's a brave woman. Yeah, she's gr- Yeah, she's gr- okay. She's also Magnus's mom, so be nice to her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I almost <laughs> wanted. I almost didn't. Um, you know, we could have made some fun rules where we're like only one per family or something like that, but that would get sticky because everybody's related. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's no way we could do that. We get a one-person team. Or, like, one last name for, you know, one la- one family uh, last name per uh, for team or whatever, but we didn't do that. So, anyway. So, it's to you, Steve. Who's your fourth pick? Okay, since I got Stranger Jonas and older Claudia, I mean, I think I got Wisdom on my team. I think I'm fine. And then I've got Bartosh, so i got some muscle and some conflict. So I think I have room to have some fun here. And I'm thinking either Mickel or young Elizabeth. I'm not sure which one I like more. I'm kind of leaning towards young Elizabeth just because she's really feisty. And I, I think, you know, with her being younger too, I think maybe she could get into some situations that we would not be able to the rest of us, you know, like a good Patsy. And then, you know, because she's younger, she's closer to Charlotte's age. So like Charlotte can like lord over her. <laughs> so yeah, just for funsies, I'm going to pick young Elizabeth because she's super cool. And she has that cool um, hat, the fox hat. Mm-hmm. I'd ask her if I could borrow it. And that's our teams. We got it. Yeah. Well, Who do you think wins? Yeah, I mean, normally when when people do this, they have the draft and they let their viewers vote to decide a winner. Oh, I mean, okay, we sure, know sure, we sure. have we have viewers. Uh, I don't know how many we that actually write in. We know we have two, <laughs> so I don't know if you yeah. have an opinion about these teams. Let us know, or maybe you can write in and let <laughs> us know who your team would be. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up. We went a lot longer than I thought, but that's what we do, Lindsay. That's how we do here in Sweet Child of Time with Steve and Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've got a few plugs to go into, if I may. Um, okay. One of them is not really a plug. It's just a fun announcement for me. I um, My first band I was ever in a long time ago was called Dead at Birth, and we were a punk band and just dumb kids. And we all gotten back together as adults now. So it's like one of those big Motley Crue reunion tours, right? Well, no, <laughs> we're just getting together and playing in Sam's and Sam's house right now. And uh, it's just fun, though. It's fun reuniting with people that you you connected with. And I'm having a good time with this. And because of this, I'm not focusing on any introvoid or anything else right now. I'm, you know, working on the songs that, that, you know, we're playing as a band. I'm playing bass for this band. Not sure if we'll play any shows or not, but it's just something fun that I'm doing. Um, Steve Barnes. Yay. That's all. That's not really a plug, but it's just, I'm excited to announce that. Also excited to announce I'm going to be a guest on some of my uh, personal favorite podcasts. I've been listening to a podcast, uh, the Game of Thrones podcast, which would recap, you know, the ep- the episodes of Game of Thrones as they go. It was on the Bald Move Network, and when Game of Thrones completed, they changed the podcast to Game of Thrones Two Electric Book Aloo, 
and they started doing chapter by chapter recaps of the book Game of Thrones. And they also did the House of Dragon podcast. Those are like three podcasts rolled into one. So that's obviously it inspired me. I kind of have three podcasts rolled into one as well. So this podcast is a big influence on me. And I was invited. I didn't ask. I was invited to be a guest on the show. So I'll be an upcoming guest on um, Game of Thrones 2, Electric Bookaloo. We're going to be discussing uh, the 10th Tyrion chapter, which is in Clash of Kings. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And then another podcast I'm a fan of, Wheel of Time Spoilers. Uh, Same thing. It's a chapter-to-chapter book recap podcast of Wheel of Time. And I've been listening to it for as long as I've been reading Wheel of Time. Um, So I guess like nine or ten years now. Uh, And I was invited to be a guest on that show as well. Uh, James and myself were both invited to be on that show. So it's very exciting for me to go on two of my favorite shows. And I'm hoping I was promised by James that I would be on his Powerpuff Girls podcast. (laughs) And I hope he comes through and invites me on because so far he has not. He's had four or five guests on. Not me, but he told me I would be a guest on his Powerpuff Girl podcast, which is called The Citizens of Townsville Z. So... Hopefully look for me on those three podcasts coming up. So, these, so that's all these, my stuff. Yeah. So do these people like they, he, they hear about you from your podcast? Like they listen to your podcast or how do they, how did they find out about you? I'm, I'm a letter writer. I, when I listen to my podcasts, I write in letters and oh, same as tell I my did opinion. to get to know yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I've been writing how that's how I got um, to know James. That's, that's how you get into a podcast is you listen to a podcast, you write letters and eventually you'll become a, a host. <laughs> 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 but, but um, no, Anthony, um, I'm a Patreon to the bald move network. So I have, you know, I'm part of that whole, uh, discord, uh, interface or whatnot. And he invited other podcasters that he knew to be part of a, uh, a house of the dragon draft, which we're in the midst of right now. Um, so just like through our interactions with these things, he asked me to, to come on and be a guest and I couldn't be more excited. Wheel of time spoilers. Um, I, Maybe I campaigned for it loosely, but they didn't have to answer. <laughs> but it's they true. did. Aradia said yes. <laughs> yeah. So what about you? What do you got coming up, Lindsay? Are you gonna be any uh on any podcasts or anything going on? Not that I know of. Uh, I'm gonna be on your podcast or we're gonna be oh. doing our dark together, you know, coming up. Heck yeah. Um I have a couple of guests lined up to come to my podcast to talk about various movies, uh, but I won't talk about those yet just because they're not officially set up yet. So who gotcha. knows? Something could go wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I did want to mention that on the Facebook group, the Dark Ways Facebook group, um, yes. One of the things I'm thinking about doing with the group is because I'm trying to generate interest again. Right. Uh, because since 1899 finished, of course, Bo and Yantia haven't announced any new projects yet. So that's why they're sort of 
dead times in the group and yep. low participation. So one of the things I was thinking about doing is having sponsoring a group watch of some of Bo and Yancha's previous oh, work. So idea. there is a short called Quiet. A uh, there's a short another short called Unter der Son, which is only available on a DVD of The Silence which was their first feature length movie. And then there's a movie called Who Am I? Yeah, Who Am I has like four dark dark um, members in that movie, I noticed. Yeah, I need, I need to look closer at that, but I know we've talked about that one. I'm not sure how that will work yet, but I might suggest everybody watch a certain thing by this date and then... Mm-hmm. Either you and I could podcast about it, or I can try doing a Facebook Live. I've never done that before, but um, oh, we could do like a could... Twitch stream or an Instagram Live. We got those. You'd options. have to help me with that because I have no I'd idea how to, to do any of that stuff. Yeah, I'd love to help. Yeah, um, it'd be fun to do a discussion or a podcast or both. You know, where we um, mm -hmm. interact with each other in the group. Um, so just. You know, think about those things going up because they have other projects they've worked on that I would definitely like to see and talk to other people about. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is just a busy. I will just say this is a busy time of year. In the next couple of weeks, I have press screenings like five out of seven nights a week. So, um, but Yikes. I don't know how much <laughs> um, the the episode I just released today was uh, the killer which is david fincher's latest movie so you can that check that so out cool. yeah i'm really i'm really liking the looks of that. that yeah that's all i have coming up right now that's quite a bit and yeah mm -hmm. i know that if um if you get a little busy here we can we can figure out a, a schedule around you Lindsay. i'm not going to put any guns to your head and make you record if you're too busy to we can figure this out um and yeah i once we finish dark I, I would love to continue doing different stuff um i'm down with it but i'm really into doing dark i can't wait to uh to watch the episode again i've i've already watched all of season three right after Lindsay and i finished watching season two i immediately binge season three with heather well actually heather gave up um, and she did not continue. So I think with the podcast, we're going to, we're going to help her power through it. I wanted to, this is, this makes me a little nostalgic because I was thinking that 1899 mm -hmm. came out, didn't it? Um, the first of December, it came out about this time of year is, I guess is my point. So I was saying, mm -hmm. yeah, this is about the time of year when we met. So it's been almost a year. Um, oh, it's our anniversary. <laughs> it's our friendiversary, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we have to give Coming the gift up. of paper for one year. <laughs> I mm -hmm. learned semi-recently a very informal way that folks in Germany say goodbye to each other is they say shoes. And it sounds just like the shoes on your feet. So I love that. So to everybody and to Lindsay, I hope you always find water and shade and shoes. Well, Steve, <laughs> I hope you find water and shade and Helge S. Dement. <laughs> <laughs>
or eek ben do. <laughs> These are my favorite phrases. That's true. I forgot about those. Thank you. <laughs> Until next week, we'll be doing episode one. Can't wait. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>